Welcome to Behind the Bunker. Whoa. This is our... Um, How did you echo this already? <laughs> yeah, I had to press two buttons to go from the show to the podcast. And yes. For those of you that are just tuning in, Matt, the Crypt, our producer, is not in tonight. Seb is not in tonight. And Dusty's not in tonight. I am stepping in for all three of them, and I'm doing a horrible job. So if there's any uh, sound issues, I apologize, but sounds like we have everything organized. So guys, this is our podcast sounds number like 21. Thank you very much good. for joining us. Um, Jamie King, thank you for being on our show. Thank you for having me, Todd. And, and with him, we have Joe Kimson from Plagator's Paintball. Greetings. Thank you for having me here tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Josh Zubizabrikas from Paintball Around the World. I'm not actually here, so don't worry about it. He's not from around the world. As well, we have uh, Greg Muller. <laughs> How's it going? From Valken. Greetings. What, now, is it Valken Incorporated, Valken Sports, Valken? It's Valken Inc. Valken Inc. Very nice. Um, Greg joins us uh, this week because he had a local project they're working on. Right. Um, you guys are opening up a local warehouse. And when I say local, we do this podcast uh, in uh, southwestern Ontario. Right. Um, where's your Where's your uh, warehouse? The warehouse is in London, Ontario. Uh, yeah. Very nice. Yep. Um, That's a good spot. Now, you guys were in there building shells, putting racks and stuff like that. Do you have product in there ready to go? We have product in the warehouse, and the more product will be arriving uh, end of the week, beginning of next, and we should be good to go, ready for distribution the end of next week. Very good. Wow. Very yeah. good. Giddy yep. up. Now, now, yeah, so people will be able to start ordering that uh, ASAP then. Yeah, stores and fields. Uh, you can get with your rep now, and if you have a demand for certain products, uh, we can get it in the queue and bring it up. In the queue. That's all salesman lingo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so before we get this uh, awesome podcast started, I want to thank our proud sponsors. Uh, one of them is Valken. Thank you very much for Valken for sponsoring our show. Patchworks, Flaggers Paintball, Arabs Bunker Systems, Tipman and GI, Lux. DLX, the manufacturers of Lux, JT and Empire as well. So thank you very much. Without those people, guys, you would not be hearing my voice. So you can either say thank you or, or not. But uh, <laughs> yeah, there it is. That's our sponsors. So thank you very much to them. So Or you could buy a support package. We, yes, you could. You could technically <laughs> sponsor the show too. Yes, and we are always looking for sponsors. So if you are out there with a fledgling paintball company that would like to get uh, some airtime, send us an email. Would you like us to destroy your product too? <laughs> well, Contact <I> was... Todd. <laughs> yeah. if, you are, if you are anybody but the manufacturer of the strike loader, <laughs> get a hold of us. All right, guys. So every week we uh, have tons of questions that have been sent in to us. So we're going to get to those uh, very, very soon. Um, I, I've got literally pages and pages of your questions, which are awesome. And we have some repeats from, not repeats, but some leftover from last week that we really wanted to get to. But before we do that, we have a real special opportunity. We don't usually get uh, a chance to sit down and talk to Greg Muller. Um, how's your coffee? Do you need a top up? I'm good. Coffee is perfect. Very nice. So, Greg, you work for Valken. How long have you been working with Valken? I've been with Valken about five years. Okay. And about before then? Uh, I was uh, in, in operations at uh, Key Action Sports and then uh, operations and sales with National Paintball, 
both north and south. Very good. So you've been around, so to speak. Uh, I well, yeah. Okay, <laughs> ding, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been around, I guess. <laughs> Very good. Um, and how did you get involved in paintball? Why we, we call that experienced, Greg? Just tell them you're experienced. I'm experienced. Yes, not yeah, been yeah. around. I started playing. I uh, got uh, invited to a uh, bachelor party in August of '84, and I've been playing ever since. Um, had a store out in California for about ten years, and uh, then I worked for National South. So, I, in one way or another, uh, retail, wholesale, manufacturing, distribution—I just love what I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's good. And yet, once you got bitten by the paintball bug, yet that was it. Yeah, and it's it's fortunate that I get to do something that I love to do. A lot of people are forced to work in a job that they hate just because it's a job. And uh, for the past 20 years, I get to go to work. I don't have to go to work, yeah. and I'm really lucky. Yeah. And I work for good people, too. I really do. Yeah. Yeah, and they're very patient with you, and 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 I know that they're uh, you know they they could have other people working for them, but you know they they do choose you. So, I, I, you know I am the token handicap. <laughs> <laughs> Every company has to have the token, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am the token handicap. Are they subsidized for having Greg work with them? <laughs> they get subsidy <laughs> checks from the government. <laughs> It's called Vulcan Care. <laughs> Vulcan Care. Yeah. Although the Vulcan Care website's still not working. <laughs> oh. And only seven people have signed up. <laughs> Jesus. I'm at the other end of the table, so it's it's safe down here. Start with in punching distance. Oh, very good. All right. Well, that's great. And, and and obviously, you've been playing for a long time. Have you played on any notable notable teams or notable events? Uh, yeah, I've I've played in several countries. Uh, I've played on s five or six professional teams that are, are very well known. Um, back in 15-man days, back in uh, 86 and 87. Uh, played on a few teams uh, that I started myself. And uh, won a couple of world championships on some of those teams. And uh, just happy to be a part of it. You know, I, st I still love playing ball in the woods. Yeah, I started a professional team too but we didn't get very far. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Well, Greg, thank you again for joining us tonight, and uh, we're going to hopefully take some of your years of paintball experience and um, you know help us answer some of these questions that these people have sent in tonight. Uh, why don't we get started uh, right away, right out of the gate. Um, here, let's start with Eric. Eric Kistanda says, My question is, is there a way to make the trigger on my Alpha Black more sensitive without having an up grade to an e-trigger anyone want to take that could I, I would say I, no I don't know of any mechanical trigger on a tip and that you can lighten shorten you might be able to do something with the sear and hammer but that's a pretty slippery slope those are fairly there's a lot of a lot of leeway in them if you start messing with them you may get a little bit of a hair trigger but you won't you may lose the the recocking mechanism so be very careful yeah if you want to speed up your tip and the best thing to do is still get an uh, electronic trigger for it there, there's you don't want to get into that and if you don't want electric electronic rip get a response trigger or just make the sound <laughs> <laughs> oh i wasn't on the sound button in time i could have yeah, yeah. Oh, well, all right eddie Eddie, Edrock78 from Yahoo sends us in. He says, is there any USA Paintball Magazine subscription, not digital, that still delivers to your house? Ooh. 
Yeah. Anyone know anything about uh, paintball magazines? Oh, there is one magazine in print. Uh, it's Paintball News. And uh, you can order that from your store or your field, and uh, we'll be happy to ship it to them. It is in print, full-color magazine, flip the pages. Huh. It's also in e-form, but it is the only news magazine, paintball, in print. Hmm. And where can you get that? You distribute it? Uh, yes, yeah, we go. we actually produce it and distribute it. So go to your store and field, ask them for it, and we'll send it in the next order. <laughs> so your question, Jimmy, I just pictured hit Greg's truck opening the back, and it's just full of magazines. Just, just <laughs> <hand-hand> <laughs> little magazine, full of magazines. Full yeah. of little people. Greg himself distributes it, so just find Greg. and uh, At four in the morning, rubber band, throwing him in the mailboxes. <laughs> On his bicycle with high handlebars yes. and the banana seat. Yeah. Oddly enough, guys, that question was sent in by Greg. No. <laughs> yeah. You know what? That's one thing I do miss. I miss being able to, uh, you know, have a have a, a tangible magazine in my hand to to read. Um, it's nice that they do it. I, I do enjoy if you're looking for a magazine. Uh, aside from that one, X3 magazine, I'm a big fan of. They they do a really good job. And Paintball uh, Alien just said APG is still in print. I think it's their last issue. I, I believe it's their last oh, issue. Is it Be- ice- yeah, because they went from monthly to quarterly. Right. And I. Th- I don't hold me to it, but I think they're gone, in in print. I, I, I don't hold me to it. Yeah, no, I, I'm not sure. I have their first copy. I should find their last one too. Yeah, I I miss Faithful. They were a good magazine, a little more racy than the other ones, but uh, yeah, I I, I would I, be nice to have those back. That's for sure. I miss the Auto Trader. <laughs> Auto Trader's online. <laughs> yeah, with the smelly paper. Yeah, you know. Yeah, they give you a complimentary wet night wet nap after you're done reading it. <laughs> Yes, I got to be honest with you. I went on autotrader.ca the other day to looking for something, and it's convoluted. Yeah. Yeah. Too much advertising. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's move on. Um, this segment's brought to you by autotrader.ca. <laughs> Eddie sends us in another question. He says, also wondering, uh, certain companies like Die come out with a new gun every year. So what happens to the older versions like the DM10, 11, and 12s? Do they have a separate site where they can be purchased? They... Um, it's like the car manufacturers; they they stop producing them, and once they're gone, they're Somehow. gone. Yeah. You could, there's probably still a few DM13s around that die in certain colors, but they wouldn't have full stock, and then they keep an inventory of parts available for people that have them. And not to pick on die specifically, but the the paintball manufacturers changing guns every year is difficult for retailers. Uh, is ha- you have a hard enough time selling some of the high end guns, uh, let alone every time that they try and sell them. So what you might even want to do is go to um, you know, go online, check some of the big online stores. They may still have stock. Um, I know up till a couple of weeks ago, we had some of 2013's high-end guns, which I'm not going to get into the models, but uh, and we we sold a couple of those. So, you know, check, check you, your stores. You got to wait for the sticker kit to come out to upgrade them to the new model. <laughs> yeah, I use masking tape to make <laughs> my own. Yeah, um, Greg, what do you shoot as far as a paintball gun? Uh, I shoot my Line SI Bushmaster, and I shoot a c- custom autococker, and uh, I shoot a Phantom. Very good. Yep. Very good. In your collection, because awesome. I've seen some of your collection, how many guns would you guesstimate that you have? <laughs> Between 80 and 90. Yeah? Yep. And all working? All but three work. <laughs> <laughs> Which three don't work? <laughs> and and if, if and your best your prize collection what would it be what's your best uh it would be a carter comp that wasn't actually built by aaron carter 
So then is it really a Carter? Car? It is. <laughs> it is. The first six guns that were produced by a Carter machine were not built by Aaron Carter. They were built by a lady in Clovis, California. And I have one of those six. Huh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. Good for you. Could we get a picture of it? And Joe could show it? On the vault? Uh, it, On the vault? It's possible. See, I've the, done see the sweat dripping down his forehead right now. I've done actually, <laughs> I've done He's a, thinking. I've done a great. I w- we were at um, Living Legends or the NPPL a couple of years ago, and Greg had some of his um, older um, markers there on on the trailer, and I did a, a few remote segments from right. there yep. with, with some of Greg's stuff. So it's pretty neat. He could probably submit for custom corner and the vault. Yes, the custom vaults. Custom vault. Custom vault. Yeah. Custom vault corner. Corner. Um, just to interrupt, Paintball Alien in the chat says the last issue of Action Pursuit Games is January 2014 is the cover issue, and it's available for purchase online. Uh, he did post up the link here, but if you go online, I'm sure you'll find it. So thank you very much, Paintball Alien, for that one. I think Vulcan Kelly's been hitting on Greg the whole show. <laughs> Cold shower. <laughs> Cold exact shower. <laughs> I'm like 1,700 kilometers away from her right now. You've acclimated to Canada. She's in well. Florida, yeah. But she in Florida. <laughs> yeah. But you've acclimated to Canada well because you're using kilometers. Yeah. I, <laughs> very, very nice. Good for you. You like that? Huh? I do. I like that. Well, Greg was in the military, and I think they use clicks kilometers Absolutely. Don't they, for, me- for yep. measurements. Yeah, everything's clicks. Yeah. Very good. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. All right. I America's wait. Wise. Wait. America? Behind the bunker. Timeout. Okay. Uh-oh. Oh. Why? I'm sure there's a good reason for it if they do it, but why? I don't know. It's a worldwide standardized measurement. There's only three countries in the entire world that use miles. Yeah, but one of them is the U.S., and the U.S. also doesn't believe in other countries. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) That that also means the United States... Was that out loud? (laughs) ...using miles is actually uh, 1% of the entire world that uses it. Right. Ninety-nine percent of the rest of the world measures in kilometers. Well, see, I asked because I didn't know, and I bet you somebody else on here didn't know either. And Some, now we all know. Someone's awesome. driving down the road right now and just smacked their forehead and went, "Golly, yeah, I just learned something." I'm behind the actually. Bunker. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> it took an hour. I learned something yesterday on the radio, and they they were saying that in NASA's year. entire years of operating, they estimate they spent three billion dollars on calculation mistakes because <laughs> all the scientists from the u.s would do everything in feet and inches and miles and miles per hour and everybody else did everything in centimeters meters and kilometers, kilometers per hour two billion dollars in Oops. missed calculations because wow. people are measuring in miles per hour let's get on that <laughs> we could have used some of that sponsorship money to have an actual <laughs> studio <laughs> All right, here's another question. I apologize. I don't have uh, the gentleman's name. He didn't write. He says, hey, guys, I own a TM15 LE, and I was looking to switch to the Apex barrel. What other barrel would you recommend for this marker aside from the Apex? Stella! (laughs) (laughs) How did I know that was coming? But no, if he has a TM15 LE, it came with an Apex on it. Then how does he want to switch to an Apex? Which one's the LE? The short cut down, the soggy. I, I, all I said, Why is it called his LE? question says, I own a TM15 LE and I was looking to switch the Apex <laughs> barrel. Oh, oh okay. he's, he's, he's got an Apex oh, barrel and he wants to switch barrel. out. 
I, I have seriously lost count of how many mistakes I have made it, tonight. So. It's all where the comma is. It's where you take a breath. <laughs> it's only three, Todd. Don't worry, Todd. <laughs> it's only we'll, been three. Don't yes. worry, Todd. We'll watch You're a fine. review and count for you. <laughs> three major <laughs> events. Very good. All right. Well, you know what? Let's answer that question then. If he, if he wants to get out of an apex barrel and into a different barrel, um, what's some common barrels out there that he can get into? Uh, he, a Stella barrel. He could go to a, a, a freak kit. He could go to a headhunter, a kill house, any number of J and J Lapco. Any number of barrels are yeah. are reasonable. Now he's going to need a eighteen inch or a fourteen inch. No, he can use a fourteen or even a ten inch because the shrouds cut down. Ah, that's true. Right. Okay, very good. So hopefully that gives you something to go on, uh, Mister Happy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> writes in and says, hey, guys, love your show. Your show has inspired me to get back into the sport after 10-year hiatus. My question is, what kind of shoes should someone wear for rec ball and or speedball? <laughs> it tanks? didn't take a whole lot for him to come back. Eh? Well, this now it's signed Will from New Jersey. I'm wondering if that's our friend Will from New Jersey. Well, if if he's awake, it's what, what time is it now? It's about Isn't he in France? 3 a.m. He's in uh, Amsterdam oh, right now. Is, is that his email, Mr. Happy? Uh, I don't know anything about Maybe Mr. Happy. Maybe that's his Craigslist email. <laughs> but no, he's in Amsterdam, so I don't know if he's watching at 3 a.m. But uh, He yeah. might be. In one of it's those possible. Eating yeah. some brownies and drinking some sort of Turkish tea or something. I, I please, <laughs> please don't wear soccer cleats and play rec ball. Please. Even if they match your really bright jersey, please don't. Why do you say that? Please. Well, other than my own personal pet peeve... <laughs> There is some logic behind it, and his ankles. If you're going to wear some cleats, at least wear something that's got some ankle support, like a uh, a football cleat or something that comes up a little higher. Yeah, I agree. Those cl- uh, soccer cleats or football cleats are are pretty deep, which raise your feet up. And if you're only wearing a shoe, yeah. you can go, you can twist an ankle pretty fast. Right. Um, and a lot of a lot of rec ball fields have rocks and stuff, and cleats aren't designed to work on rocks and gravel very well. So you want to wear something with some ankle support, a good boot. Yeah. Tennis shoes and sneakers are okay if that's all you have, but if you can invest in a proper pair of cleats or boots, as they're saying, uh, that's that's what I would say. Go with the boots, get the ankle support, and then you don't you don't have to avoid the water and the mud like the people in their running shoes and their soccer shoes. Yeah. What kind of what do you wear when you play, Greg? <laughs> on your like feet? the airsofters. <laughs> Ew, a puddle. I wear above the ankle football cleats. Oh, do you? Oh, yeah. that's a good idea. Yeah, I wear just above. They, there's like high a, top like high football t- yeah. cleats. Yeah. yeah. Well, if he did wear soccer shoes, he sure as hell wasn't going to say it right now, was he? <laughs> when I first went, when I first started playing, I wore soccer cleats, and yeah. I just uh, ground down. Um, I ground down the toes e- even farther. The two nubs in the, the in front the front. Ones? Yeah. Yeah. Your shoes toes or your toes? <laughs> well, maybe the shoes. Were he wrapped them I'm up. a size nine. They were a size eight. I had to. He, grind and then he wrapped down. his feet like yeah. he's a geisha. He wrapped his foot like a geisha girl. Yeah. Oh, the shoes. They yeah. Oh, Mister Todd, look at feet are so small. <laughs> uh, Joe, we do have a team from El Salvador. That's not, that was Asian. Asia. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, they might have. Well, you know I'm what they say a, about I'm guys. I'm explaining with small our reaches. Shoes. Small feet. That'd be his sister. All right, so let's move on. Did, I guess we've answered that guy's question. <laughs> Are we off track again? Yes, very for much For so. a change? We haven't uh, derailed, though. Todd Farenthold writes in and says, Hammerhead or Freak Kit? Stella. And why? Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. You know. You know what? I The Hammerhead is a, is a solid one-piece barrel where the Freak Kit is going to have the inserts. Um, 
I, I'm not really a fan of the inserts. I got to be honest with you. I, I do like the solid backing of, of the barrel. Uh, if you do break paint in the Freak kits, a little bit harder to clean. Um, although I think the Freak over the hammer head for quality and accuracy. It's a little more versatile, too. If you go to a yeah. field and you have one diameter barrel or two diameter barrels in your bag, you're stuck to that. If you have a Freak kit and you have five or six different backs, then you can adapt to whatever size, you know, for temperature, humidity, field paint, that kind of thing. Yeah. Matthew Vozenlik in the chat says, uh, or on Facebook asked, might be a stupid question. No such thing. But what's a G? G. Um, I'm a G, homie. I believe it's a grand. <laughs> like a thousand dollars? I think he's referring to speedball. I'm an OG, actually. Yeah. What's a G? Yeah. Does anyone else want to take that? Like or? a gun? Originally, it means gone. Yeah. Gone. G1, like gone. Ah. One. Yeah. So, yeah. so if you shoot a person on the field and you're the first person to call it out, you yell G1, and the rest of your team knows that the opposing team only has one gone. Um, our team conversely uses box. Uh, what's another one for uh, for your own team when one of your teammates gets shot? We've been using box for years. Uh, so you would say G1 box one or however many people on your team have lost. And those are real quick uh, one-syllable comments that, that will really be resonated across the field when you're yelling it. We, yeah. we, we count the... Uh Bye-byes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. We would do like G1, five up. Yeah, G1, five up, four another up. One. Yeah. yeah. Uh, much like bunker calls, they're specific to teams, but you do see similarities from team to team. So when you're coaching them you'll or watch them, you'll, you'll, you'll hear that out there. Um, yeah, sorry. You, I lost my train of thought. Zuby, what did you just say? Eric Angler says hammerheads have backs. Yes, but they're a solid back. They're not with the sheaths that you they put have those fins yeah pay attention eric yeah um wow i lost my train of thought Zuby had a great point i was going to reiterate on it but uh, <laughs> you better focus on it if you I had, had a great point yeah you had a great point I'm you're lying rewind. <laughs> <laughs> don't lose it by the way Zuby, i asked you last week did you watch this week and find yourself amusing last week you didn't want <laughs> listen to yourself on the podcast to find yourself amusing did you get a chance to listen this week i was having a bad day this morning so it was less amusing. I'm I'm going mm. to. I was to late and I couldn't have my usual morning coffee, which made me very sad. <laughs> Set the tone for the whole day. <laughs> yeah, that ruins the whole day. It's terrible. La- he was just La- twenty minutes late for everything he did today. Yeah. <laughs> Last week I I mentioned I didn't listen to the podcast very often, but I'm going on a long journey tomorrow. Five hours there and five jo- hours Joe's back. Joe's downloading them all and right I've now. I downloaded all the podcasts because we have super high speed internet, so I will listen. Them That's tomorrow. where our bandwidth just went. And, um, <laughs> Damn it. And, That's where all the sound went at the beginning of the show. And yeah. also, I think, um, Todd, we should talk to Jamie about Poetry Corner. Ah, yes, oh, we gotta, should get into That's the corner. only reason why Joe showed up tonight. <laughs> you know what? Why don't we do that? We'll do one more question then while Jamie gets ready for Poetry Corner. Um, Jamie, did you write this week's? I, I, I got to tell you, I, I was almost done writing this week's. And it was so good. I didn't want to rush the ending. I had to save it for next week. So I wrote another one for this week. But oh. it's like a lead up for next week because next week's is just going to be ridiculous. Very good. Well, nice. Should, should we start? That yeah. will make up for Joe's random reading. <laughs> that was poetry. <laughs> Last week's poem was... We could have broke that up into 10 different episodes. Uh, certainly a poem. <laughs> is, that why, is that why you asked me today when I came in if mine was long? Yes. Yes, mine was oh. yes exactly. <laughs> I just found one on Google. Oh. For a while. I don't know if you could consider Joe's poem for a long while. or <laughs> need a better description. But why don't you go ahead if you've, if you've got one. I, I'm booted up. Okay, we're ready. 
This is actually a uh, similar to a haiku, but it's a Russian version, so it's a little bit of a different style. Gooey, gooey glop. Staging is all slop. I'm here to play. It's a beautiful day, so I don't give a crap. I spin on my barrel, tuck in my apparel. I air up my cocker, load up in locker. (laughs) Now it's ready to spray. Put away my loot, lace up my boot. Next on with my vest. This isn't a test. Soon we will do battle. Loaded paint in my pod, gave my mates a nod. I'm as nimble as Shrek, but I started the trek. Fields. (laughs) Fields are too far away. Now gathered in a group, a breakfast club troop. It's capture the flag. I don't need to brag, but this baller has skills. Dash to the side bunker. Get settled to hunker. Ready to blast. Maybe paint a mask. Because I, I love headshots. Their team is thinning. Our troop is winning. Flags in our possession. Running with no discretion. We have entered their base. Now it's hung on the post. We wanted it most. We pump our fists so proud. We cheer so loud. We have won the game. Gooey. Gooey. Glop. The staging is all slop. Back in for more ammo. Wipe the splats from our camel. Let's head back out to play. This was a poem by Jamie King. That's awesome. That's very awesome. Nice. That's very nice. Beautiful. Nicely Thank you. done. Thank Beautiful. You. you know why they're clapping, right? Because no. it's over. <laughs> <laughs> If you, if you guys lunch hour well spent today. If you guys enjoyed that, the last two podcasts or three podcasts, we've had uh, poetry readings. Two of them were uh, Jamie's and one was uh, an anonymous that uh, Joe had done on, <laughs> online. <laughs> oh, Jesus. All right. So we got a couple more questions that we have to get to before the end of the show. This one, uh, Jamie, while we're talking to you, uh, Corey in the chat forum says, did you ever find an answer to the question about paintball bruisings and tattoos? Yes. Yes, yes, I did. Cool. All right, so we'll move on to the next one. <laughs> or do you have an next? Have a nice day. <laughs> uh, yes, I do. So the I question was: Do repeated hits on a tattoo causing bruising is that going to damage the tattoo? The answer is no. And I asked for a little more detail. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> because I said that just wasn't enough, and it was explained to me that the tattoo goes deeper. And when you're, whoa, whoa, one second. Whoa, okay. Uh, as long as it's healed, that's the big thing. If your tattoo hasn't healed, then skip it. Because if it's not healed and you're taking shots on it, it's going to distort your tattoo and you're going to see the effects. Um, like a deep cut or anything that cuts through your, your uh, top layers of skin will ruin it. But the paintball bruising is... <coughs> look at how smart I am. Uh, your sweat glands subdermal hematoma they go down to your sebaceous gland and that's where your tattoo is it's almost the same depth as your sebaceous gland and your bruising is above that it's in the top layers of skin oh 
Yeah. So makes sense. The answer is no. You can repeatedly get <coughs> bruised above your tattoo by a paintball, and you will be okay. Just make sure it's healed. Very cool. Yeah, bruising is in the subdermal hematoma, which is just past the second layer of skin. And that answer deserves one booyah. 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 <laughs> that just happened. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Very good. All right. Well, we're starting. Jamie's now officially a biomedical scientist or whatever. What's yeah. that guy's name on Ultimate Warrior? Thanks, thing is? Thanks Howard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's move on here, guys. We have a couple more questions <laughs> to get to. Um, Andrew Thompson in uh, on Facebook writes in and I says, can answer that. I have a good one. Uh-oh. Okay. Now being being professional, being a professional paintball player, does that pay the bills or do you still need a full-time job? Ooh. Greg, what do you think on that? How many full-time professional paintball players are full-time paintball players without employment? In this country, maybe less than five. Yeah. In, in the, Russia? In the U.S.? In the, in the U.S., I'm sorry. Yeah. In, the, in the U.S., maybe less than five. Which in Canada is probably one. Yeah, but there, there, are, uh, there are a few Russian teams that uh, have 100% professionals. That's all they do five days a week. And that wow. sounds yeah. pretty awesome, but that's got to get tiring after a while. It, it's like being a professional basketball player, or hockey player, or baseball player. If you're a professional athlete and you get paid to play, then you're going to play. Yeah, Expectations are high, that's, right? That, absolutely. That's what they do. Um, so if you want to be a professional paintball player, make sure that you have something to fall back on. And speak Russian. Yeah. So, <laughs> so wait, what does a professional paintball player make? Got a ballpark? Uh, to be honest with you, I don't know if there's anybody who's publicized that. I mean, Ollie Lang a couple of years ago was saying, you know, the big marketing thing was he's getting paid a hundred grand to play for um, the Iron Man. But the thing is, he also had to work for them. Uh, he also had to do public appearances. He had to do other things to keep up for that. So it wasn't that he was getting paid that hundred grand. Here you go. We're you're on our team now, right? And Here you he, go. You're our employee. I, and I don't know if anyone's ever publicized anything higher than a hundred thousand dollars. I find that very strange to say $100,000 for being a paintball player. I just like to know if they got their dollar amount out of that. Like, I, nothing against Ollie Lang, but I'm just, I'm thinking like $100,000. That's. Oh, with the marketing machine. I mean, Ollie's, Ollie's a great person. He's a great face. He's a great player. So, with that marketing machine that they had. Um, back, you know, back when they did right. it, I think they probably yeah. got their money's worth. Absolutely. They saw. Yeah. I just, I, I like, I would, I, would like to, I don't know, maybe see some type of census or something like that and find out exactly how many paintball players and speedball players and woodsball players there are for, you know, in the entire United States or Canada. Yeah. I, I I hear rumors about players getting paid and stuff like that, but I'm thinking the dollar value is not but substantial. Ryan Greenspan, he's a, he, he's a prof- is he a professional paintball player? Does he do anything else? I, I, he sends does a lot of Instagramming. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know many paintball players that don't have a job, and and if if I'm off base on here, someone can correct me. But we're we're probably talking a handful at best of paintball players that are pro, that are pros that are not currently employed. That's what Greg said. Something. Maybe yeah. five and on the continent, and then there's Russian yeah. teams that have two yeah. Russian teams that are strictly. I, there's at least one. Yeah. You know, and even the pros out there, let's say Dave Baines, he's a pro player, um, but he owns a field. 
you know he's he's working five six seven days a week yeah he and he's at his field you know he's one of the best pro players one of the best back guys does he have a job he's an owner so yes that's his job so don't quit school to become a professional <laughs> paintball player, and your yeah. odds are better at being an NHL hockey player than a professional yeah. paintball player. But let's let's go the other way. How many people that work in paintball play paintball on a team? You know, look at look at the guys that that. Uh, <laughs> no, well, seriously, like no, I'm talking like pro team. Sorry. I'm okay, sorry. <laughs> so like, how many people that work in the paintball industry play paintball? <laughs> no, but you're talking about like. You'd know, be surprised not at, that look many. At excessive. <laughs> yeah. You know, look at excessive. You have a lot of the guys that work for excessive working for JT and Empire. The same with the infamous guys. Half the not half, but a bunch of them that work on that play on the team are physically employed as salespeople, product development, that sort of thing. Um, Makes sense. Know, I, I mean, yeah, but there's still not a lot of people that are getting paid just to play paintball. I don't know. All right. Well, why don't we move on, guys? We have a couple more questions to get to. Um, Brandon Decker says, "What's your opinion on paintball grenades in scenario events? Are they fair? Are they useless? Um, effective? What do you think?" I'd say in very few instances, I've actually seen people effectively use a paint grenade. They have a high margin of error, don't they? They do have a very high margin of error, and typically it's operator error. It's never, it's yeah. very, very rarely the actual grenade itself. But there's so many times I see people either throw it incredibly short right. or right. <laughs> incredibly past their target. So I can say that it can be effective. It has that opportunity, especially on a building or a bunker. Yeah. If you use it effectively, then yeah, you then lob it in on a bunker and you get a good spray pattern. Absolutely, yeah. inside a building, if you can get it lobbed in a window or in a door well maybe get a ref there before you do it or it's really going to be ineffective you remember yeah. the old m69a2s yeah the ones you pull the pins and they yeah, yeah. those were those great were good those were good yeah, yeah. i've seen good them use g3957 uh, effectively no. at the church <laughs> yeah i feel like it was a church scenario to tight corridors and so that you can chuck it in chuck it the in. Roof. yep <laughs> there you go, kids. Grenades are very effective in churches. That's yep. what <laughs> paintball That's churches. Paint almost, almost, almost as effective as a fart in church. <laughs> yeah, those go over well. You know, what, while we've got Greg here, let's ask Greg a couple more questions. I, I, I wanted to know, Greg. This is a question that was answered a couple or asked a couple weeks ago, right. and we've talked about it. But what has been your best event or favorite event that you've ever been to? The lively series events um, in. S- Specifically, uh, Nashville Open, the Music City Open, the Bay City Open out in uh, San Francisco area. Back in the uh, 90s, the Lively Series were just unbeatable. They were so much fun. There was so many people there. Um, It was tournament paintball in its infancy. And uh, there are very few events... uh, that have rivaled that tournament series since. Um, overall, uh, there was an event in England about 18, 20 years ago called the Mayhem Masters, and that's been my absolute favorite event. Yeah. Yep. Very cool. Um, Did you ever have an opportunity to go to the IAO in, in Pittsburgh? And yes, at both at both fields, out at the fairgrounds, and then after they moved it again. That was that was one of my favorite events, especially it being in the in the hotel with 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 the um the rooms around the bar and you could look down into the yeah and the fountain in the middle yeah, and yeah, the soap that was and pretty cool yeah, yeah and all the player parties there yeah. all the theme parties that was good 
And, and and just yeah, all the big wigs, all rubbing shoulders, bumping elbows with everybody that was there. There was there seemed to be. Now you can give me better insight on this, but there seemed to be less politics back in the day than there are today. But maybe just because I'm more aware of the politics now, I, I don't well, know. Well, the politics back then was more closed door because it was so competitive. Because there were so many businesses, there were so many. Uh, small businesses um, or smaller businesses who specialized in knickknack parts or certain colors or certain mods or boards or barrels or things like that. And a lot of the larger companies have absorbed that technology or absorbed those companies. And the politics has always been there. It's just more prevalent now because there's fewer companies, so it's getting out faster. Yeah, for sure. Yep, for sure. I mean, if we can keep the politics out of things, then, I mean, we're going to be able to grow this sport better than we can right now if all the companies did get together and you know put some marketing dollars together and pushed paintball would that help yes probably yeah, would that would ever help. happen probably, probably not, not. Um, but at least paintball is moving forward you have paintball extravaganza that happens every year and uh, you know you get manufacturers and dealers and everybody all under one roof and they're doing it so amicably and uh, you're getting a lot of people talking back and forth and sharing ideas and it seems to be you know, being received very well, wouldn't you say? It, it is being received well because it's a venue away from a paintball event, uh, like World Cup or another large event like that, where customers and stores can go meet with their dealer manufacturer and not have to worry about the paint or the heat or you know, whatever. They can go into that atmosphere, and it's a professional business atmosphere. Yeah. For it's, sure. It's good. For sure. Hey, I've got one more question that I want to get to here. This one here is from... Can we, wait, 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 can we, we answer it before he asks the, the question? question? Let's do oh, it. Oh, yeah. And then we'll do two then. Let's okay. get Stevens out of the way first. And then, right. then, uh, can, we, can we tell Greg what we're doing first? No. Why? Well, th th let's just answer this question. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I um, thought you were doing the guest one first. My bad. My bad. All right, guys. Steven Michael uh, writes in and says, Is it possible to become a pro player out of nowhere? And do you feel that the sport is dying off? Well, let's answer the first part of that question. Greg, as a guy who maybe lives in the middle of, you know, not near any of the major events, not near any of the, the, the major cities, he thinks he's a good enough paintball player to maybe make it pro or try his, 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 his crack at it. What do you think? Do you think that's something that someone can do? Can you become a pro? I think I have ADHD. Can you turn the music off? <laughs> oh, are you bobbing your head? <laughs> I can't concentrate on the question. <laughs> Put your glow stick down. <laughs> I, I, I don't think you can be Joe Paintballer today and then be a pro tomorrow. Um, people have to see you. You have to prove yourself. Sorry, Joe. You have to mesh. Yeah, sorry, Joe. That's okay. I, I... <laughs> Earl Paintballer. <laughs> Earl. Yeah, people have to see you. They have to be confident with you. You have to mesh with the team. Uh, they have to mesh with your style of play. You have to fill that position. You have to be a good utility player. I, I, I just yeah. don't see that happening on a Friday, Saturday. I don't. No, there, there there's lots of farm teams out there uh, that you would need to be part of. Right. And not one person is going to make you sign on the sign of the dotted line and make you a pro player if they haven't seen your track record. Now, with that being said, there are some really good talented players out there that have never been seen and if you think that you have a little bit of the you know of the skill so to speak um, I would advise you to go to some of the open tryouts that you have I mean I know right. Omaha Vicious yep. had a couple open tryouts that uh, that were sort of local to us and 
you know, find a team that's there. And if you have to get on a bus, do whatever it takes to get there. If you think you've got what it takes or really want to be be that, you have to pursue the dream. So if you've got out. what it takes, it's going to take commitment. If you don't have that commitment, then forget about it. Yeah. You know, there I hey, you can use other <laughs> Yeah, you can use other sports. Like there are famous baseball players, hockey players, basketball players, you know, cricket players who come from the middle of nowhere. Yeah. You know, but it just they had that commitment, they had that drive. It, it, if you're questioning whether or not you have that drive, then I question no, whether or not you actually Todd. have it, period. Yeah. Yeah. I like you how know. you threw cricket in there. And Todd asked if it was a Cricket's Cinderella one of the most story. popular sports in the world. Yeah. It's Todd asked if it was a Cinderella story, and I said, No, it's a paintball one. That's, that's true. Cinderella was different. Yes. I was referring to golf. She had slippers. Uh, I knew a guy that had a Cinderella story in golf. There's no ankle support in her slippers. Was he chasing gophers? Uh, he was actually. He coming out of nowhere. I saw him. I saw him whacking at the weeds. He's got a, about a 320 yard shot. He's All right, Greg. So here's iron. here's the question. We're going to give you a question tonight. Oh, before we, we do it, I would like to know your answer first. Uh oh. So we're going to let you answer last, so you can see how the game is played. So I have a question. His name is Max. That sent it in. That's the only clue you're going to get. Jamie, what is the answer to Max's question? Uh, the answer to Max's question today is. Probably I would start with upgrading the barrel or an e-trigger. This is the most anyone's thought of a question tonight. Yeah. Very good. Okay, so you're saying barrel? I, I said... Upgrading it to a barrel? Or an e-trigger. Okay, very nice. Yeah. Now that's two answers, but we'll let you get away. Well, it might be a multi-faceted <laughs> question. Very true. Joe? A thermal lens or... A thermal lens or a fan will help prevent fogging in most cases. <laughs> and most goggles are eyeglass compatible. I'm going to have to say, don't focus so much on the gear that you have. Focus on getting better with what you have. Oh, Canisius. Very nice. That was in a fortune cookie, Zuby. Wow, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now I have to ask the question? No, no you have to you go. Have to you give have the to answer, answer like we did. Choose an answer. You could say Vulcan products. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you'd So like. I have a question, Greg. I'm about to ask it, but All you right. have to give me the answer like first. Yeah, All we right. have no idea what the question yeah. is. We're just guessing. No idea. Um, my answer would be become the athlete that you want to become okay all right this whole started because the, we've had several questions that come in every week that is exactly the same question no matter how many times we answer it even if we answer it differently each time or wrong it still comes in but um tonight's question i think we've had before max kersey asked what do you guys think the best camera for paintballing is oh, oh. oh. So i what? thought for sure one of you guys were going to get that one tonight oh. i thought that was an easy one so who is closest a me. Barrel. How's a barrel close to a camera? Well, we're talking about an add-on to your equipment. Jeez. Oh, a little bit yeah. of a stretch. Yeah, I was I way make off. A <laughs> goggles have lenses <laughs> instead of cameras. Um, Greg's our guest, and he said I was the closest. Is oh, that what I said? <laughs> you said it with He's your eyes, Greg. In your mouth, Greg. Are you going to stand for that? He said it with his eyes. <laughs> My eyes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Eric okay. Engler in the chat already answered the question. His answer or his uh, answer was going to be buy a strike loader. I think yeah. he's wrong. <laughs> and little Wolfie. Screw the camera, save your money, buy a strike best. loader. <laughs> uh, he should get a GoPro because there's lots of attachments. You know what? Next week, for those of you. I thought we might actually answer the poor guy's question, eh? <laughs> well, well, hear me out. I have an idea. Next oh, week okay. on the podcast, if you guys want to come and watch us live, we're live 8 o'clock on Monday nights. We're going to leave it open to the chat forum next week to uh, also answer. We'll give enough time that, oh, uh, good that call. they'll scroll through because we've had three or four people that uh, could have 
guessed it had that have gone very we well. We can make it the contest for Living Legends yes. this week. For sure. CX4 Explosive says the contour camera, and guest 457 says Kodak Instamatic. <laughs> uh, the flash cube on the Kodak yeah. would, be good. <laughs> That's awesome. would be good, but you only get four shots. Yeah, you got to change it. Spins it. You got to carry. You got to. It's like a Splatmaster yeah. repeat. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've had an opportunity to use the camera, a couple of different cameras. Um, the GoPros are cool and everything, and they've got a great, you know, great great. Um, Whatever picture, but the R7 camera fits the barrel nice. It's low profile. I like that. I'm not really a fan of the contour. I think it's a little bit, little big, little clustery. Uh, but it's only because I've only used it the one time. By contour, um, they're boxy. The contours are boxy. It's from an <laughs> old movie. Bi- Joe has old, his old jacket on and his keys in his hand. Todd. Yes, Joe. Joe's going on a road trip tomorrow. Is he leaving early? So the moment that we say goodbye, he's his microphone's going to get quickly quiet. No, we're going home to watch Blacklist. Uh, is that what we're doing? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go and watch Chuck. Oh. Oh. Uh, let me know what's up with Chuck. Chuck. All right. So thank you very much, guys, Bikes for listening. This has been our podcast or after show if you're watching oh us live God. on Monday nights. Um, thank you for your support, guys. Our podcast numbers have been growing every week. I'm still surprised that uh, so many of you guys listen to it. Um, we've now even got Joe listening to it in his car. Um, and uh, I mean, if, if he can adopt the technology, anyone anyone can. I know Greg's going to be driving home, back home to his uh, Vulcan nation, and uh, be listening to the podcast and hearing himself thinking, "Wow, I sounded very clever on that podcast." I don't know about that. But why does my voice why sound am like I there? <laughs> sound like I'm 12. <laughs> but Greg, what did you think of the experience here on Behind the Bunker? You guys are great. This has been a great atmosphere. It's a lot of fun. Uh, the, the back and forth, the amount of knowledge sitting in this room. Uh, it's, it's you know. Isn't it great how we have so much knowledge about absolutely nothing? Zero. <laughs> zero common sense on this side of the table. No marketable skills no, here it's, whatsoever. It's, uh, there was not a single Seinfeld reference tonight. Either. Thank God. I know. Well, you know what, which I'm saddened to say, the gentleman who uh, got carjacked yes, in Seinfeld, John, John Fanet, passed away the other day. Yeah. We've yeah. lost a lot of people this That's week, unfortunately. Yeah. And we Mickey, lost Mickey, uh, Mickey Rooney. Rooney. Yeah. Mickey Rooney. Yeah. 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 I'll give you a Seinfeld reference. One of the ladies who was the writer for Seinfeld was on Howard Stern today. It's kind of boring because I don't like Seinfeld. I was going to say it's boring because it's Howard Stern, right? No. Yeah. Liar. Uh, I can't do the St- Howard Stern anymore. No, no. I used to listen to him years ago. I, I don't. I can't do him anymore. Right. I, he doesn't like his job. There's and he talk says it that, every day. <laughs> there's talk that he might be. <laughs> Greg's the only one that likes his job. Than, yeah, Greg. Likes I love his, what I, I do. Like, yeah, I like he's the only job. one. I love what I do. Yeah. Oh well. I'm going to work with Greg. Yeah. Well, thanks, Greg, for being in the studio tonight. And I know that I brought him down yesterday to preview the uh, studio, so he knew where he was going. And uh, you know, he, ha- he he had this look of. Uh, the kid coming down the stairs at Christmas morning. He he was anticipating so much, so many so great things. <laughs> and then the curtain was pulled beside, and he came around the corner and just. The first thing out of his mind is, "What am I going to say that's nice about this place?" Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you guys have been great hosts. Everybody, everybody's been really good. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks. No, that's great, and it's, and thank you for coming. I'm sure we're going to see you at lots of different events this year for sure. We will. Yep. If you can make it down to the Sherwood Classic. Um, First weekend in May down at uh, Sherwood Forest. That's our next big I event. I hear that's a bucket list field. It, it is a bucket list field. I'll be at uh, Fort Knox uh, down in Knox, Indiana next weekend. Yeah. Uh, see you at Legends. I mean, my whole month of May is stacked up. Yeah. Yep. I haven't been invited to Legends yet. <laughs> I'm not a legend, so. 
we'll have to. Well, we'll we might still come. We're not. I'll sure. get you We're a not pass. Sure. Well, not on, not on <laughs> yeah. paper anyway. I'll yeah. get you a pass. Dog. We're, we're working on it. So uh, one last <laughs> question for Greg before we let him go. Yep. Um, and we need this right off the cuff. Um, who's been your favorite host this evening? Uh, actually, it's been Zuby. Nice. Yeah. Doesn't it rub off on you when you sip a yeah. <laughs> Put your hands back up on top of the table, Zuby. They're both right here. <laughs> right here. Very good. Yeah. Awesome. So thank you for coming in, Greg. And Zuby, thank you for being on the program as well. No, thank you, Todd. How did you like not having to sit beside me for the first time in a long time? It's actually uh, the air is fresher. I took a shower. <laughs> That's the first thing he said was take a shower. You're sitting next to Zuby. <laughs> There's less hair product floating around. Oh, that's not very nice. As Zuby comes straight from the gym. There's not as much ego floating over to this side of the room. Uh, he has his name on his water bottle. Zuby just has hair product envy, that's all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very good. It's, all no, right. it's mine. And Joe, are you getting excited? Your big game is coming up. It, in, is, uh, it is coming. Jimmy. Very it's good. And how's the registrations Sharpie. coming in for Trek Wars? Trek Wars are coming in. They're coming in slowly. I think people will start to book uh, for it soon. Once the weather gets a little nicer. Soon. Once we stabilize the weather. Very nice, very nice. Um, Jamie King, thank you for being on the program this evening. And are we going to find out what your new job is soon? Soon, soon, soon. You're not going to keep that under your hat? No, my parts are smarter than yours, but we'll find out more about it. Very nice. All I right. smell a hint. I, I smell a hint, too. All right, guys, so thank you very much for, for listening and watching tonight. For those of you that are watching us live, I appreciate uh, the patience uh, with some of the technical difficulties we had tonight since I was the one manning the booth. Uh, special shout-out to Matt, Dustin, and Seb, who do a hell of a job that I obviously can't do myself. Um, hopefully, we'll see those guys back next week. Uh, so thank you guys for tuning in. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next week. Bye-bye. Uh, Bye-bye. See ya. Thanks again. Bye.